0: is going on everybody welcome to episode number 108 of trail tales my name is kyle o'grady i am a through hiker i am a peak bagger i am a huge freaking hiking nerd and every single week on this podcast you know what we do we chat with other through hikers other peak baggers other freaking hiking nerds about their experiences on the trail ibtat is back for his third trail tales episode ever which is really, really cool. Now, before we get into the episode here, I got to give a little apology. This was supposed to come out last week. Um, obviously, I didn't post an episode last week. It was supposed to come out last week. I teased it on my Instagram. I put up a poll asking for questions for the episode. Um, we got connected, I B Tat and I, and we were having some audio issues. It was honestly, it was on my end. It was my fault. Um, And so we had to reschedule for a week later. That's just when it worked out with the timing and everything Um, So the episode did not come out on time I usually don't tease these on my Instagram either But I'm gonna try to start doing more more of that and of course the one time I do uh, It falls through so I'm really really sorry about that in addition because I ended up waiting a week later like after I posted that Instagram poll I guess the app doesn't let you go back and and in, in, uh, look at the, the questions that everybody submitted. So I didn't, I know I suck. I didn't actually get to ask any of the questions that people submitted, which there was quite a, a few of and they were a bunch of really good questions too. So I really, really dropped the ball on that one. I'm sorry, but we still made it work. I beat and I still had a good chat. We talk about his upcoming CDT hike. We talk about what it's like to work at mountain crossings on the Appalachian Trail. And uh, it was really super amazingly fun, and I'm very grateful for iBTAT coming back on for a third time. Really, really awesome. Super, super stoked. You're going to enjoy it. Real quick, before we get into it, I just want to say, for those of you who don't know iBTAT, he's probably like one of the only hikers that has a YouTube channel that swears even more than I do. So um, you're probably used to swearing if you listen to the show a lot, but uh, this might not be the one to listen you know, with your kids, I guess. <laughs> Although, honestly, it's not that bad. It's really not that bad, but I just want to give that little disclaimer there. Um, also, if you like the show, you want to help support the show, go check out my Patreon, patreon.com slash kylehateshiking. I know I have a Trail Tales Patreon too, but I think I'm going to start plugging the uh, Kyle Hates Hiking one more. I should probably consolidate those. Um, I'm working on that. So, yeah, patreon.com slash to, if you, if you want to help support this content, that would really, really mean a lot to me. I've I've done this intro in one take, so I feel like I should just wrap this up here. Uh we'll just we'll just do a raw intro. I haven't had any cuts so far. I'm just gonna end up messing up here. So yeah, let's get into it. Episode number 108 of Trail Tales with IBTat soon-to-be CDT class of 2021. Here we go. IBTat is back in the house for episode number three of his. Um IBTat, what's up, man? I appreciate you uh, doing this.
1: What's up, man? I'm surprised you invited me back a third time. <laughs> a
0: third time, dude. A third time. No, you're you're welcome on the show at any point. Um, it's perfect because I swear a lot. I mean not not quite as much as you probably, but I feel like I'm one of the only hikers that has like a following like yours that, that swears almost as much as you do. So uh yeah, it's a it's a good fit. I think people know what they're what they're getting themselves into.
1: Well, here's what here's the thing, Kyle. Most most hikers, as you know, talk just like we do. Except you don't see that shit on social media, unfortunately. If, if any of these people that like are bothered by our language goes out on the trail in the ET for any period of time, you'll see twenty people that talk just like us. Oh
0: yeah, oh yeah. People just don't want to <laughs> hear it on YouTube, I guess. All right. But it is what it is. It is what it is. Exactly. Um. I mean, I get, I get the comments sometimes because I swear a little bit in my videos, although I bleep them out unlike you. Um, and I still don't swear quite as much as you, but I swear more than the average hiking YouTuber. That's for sure. And so I get the comments every now and then. So I can only imagine what you must get on like every fucking video, people just complaining about the language and all this and that. But it's so true. you what know, she just it said it like hikers just talk like that. I don't know. We're not going to, we're not going to lie to people and not be what we are just because people like, oh I don't want to hear swearing or whatever. So
1: fuck. Yeah, let's it, do it. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me as much as it used to the comments, but what it, what does bother me about it is like, I, I try my damnedest to bring the trail as as accurate. As it is to people on YouTube. And my language kind of, you know, takes over and that's like the star of the show, yeah. almost to some people, mm-hmm. which, you know, the trail is the star of the show, but, you know, some people are just, they, they hone in on my language and that's all they care about, so whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can I can see how that could kind of be obnoxious. That's something I haven't really experienced yet with my videos, um, but I definitely get some, some weird comments. I've been doing this thing where, I don't know if you've ever, I feel like I've seen you maybe every now and then do this, Cup. some people do this, but... I'll, be, uh-huh. I'll, I'll put, like, screenshots of, like, the weirdest and, like, most absurd comments I get up on my Instagram story. Um, so everybody should go follow me, by the way, if you haven't followed me already, at KyleHeadsHiking. But uh, people seem to love, like they just love the weird ass comments. Cause most of the like troll comments and stuff kind of get buried. And so most people don't right. see them. But like when I put it up on my Instagram story, people, people seem to love that. I don't know. Have you ever, have you ever gotten any like response when people write those ridiculous comments, like being so offended or I, whatever?
1: Yeah. I don't have as many trolls as I used to. I mean, I'm sure they're there, but they don't comment as much as they used to because I have called them out by name over the last year or so. So I always warn people, if you want to talk shit on my YouTube channel, that's fine. But expect me to call you out by name (laughs) on a video (laughs) at some point. Hashtag, I love Jennifer Appleton. That bitch. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Is that the one? I I think you said
2: that
0: in the – you said something about her in the uh, CDT uh, video you
1: made. On my PCT video, she commented on damn near all of them, how much she hated me. And I'm like this vulgar (laughs) asshole. Yeah, you'd see your comments in every video. I'm like, if I'm not such of an, an asshole, why are you watching every video? So yeah. it became pretty funny. And most of my followers know who Jennifer Appleton <laughs> is now.
0: <laughs> that's so funny. That's that's so true. I don't know if I've, I've – I've never had somebody who comments on like every video or like a lot of them. But I have seen – like sometimes you know, you'll be looking through your uh, YouTube studio or whatever. You can see all the recent comments and I'll see like – a stretch of comments on various videos, like different videos from the same person, all just being like really negative, like talking shit or whatever. I'm like, like, I get it. Like you watch one video, you don't like it, but if you didn't like it, why did you watch like three more and, and and comment on all of them? It's like, I don't know. There's some weird, there's
1: some weird ass people on the internet. Nobody forced you to hit that subscribe button.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But YouTube does sometimes force, force the videos on their home screen. So maybe that's, maybe that's what it is. But that's the thing. If you, if you watch a video and then you comment on it, YouTube doesn't know if, if you liked it or not. They just know that you engage with it, so they're going to show you more videos from that person. So, so people yeah. are like, "Why is this keeping in my feed?" It's like because you keep because you keep clicking on it. That's how it works. That's how we uh, yeah. that's how we get more views. It's kind of funny. Some people don't seem to understand that.
1: Yeah, I, I don't even understand the whole YouTube algorithm <laughs> either. But I just put out videos, and you do a good job with them.
0: Uh, so, let's talk. Um, let's talk CDT. I feel like that's going to be. I mean, I shouldn't say this because I never know what the fuck we're gonna talk about. But uh, I feel like CDT talk. I'm definitely curious about that. I think a lot of your subscribers and viewers are as well. Um, so I'll preface this by saying I would like to hike the CDT someday. I I don't know when yet. Hopefully sometime in the near future. Probably not for my next long distance one. Um, but I do want to do it, and I've done a little bit of research. I've 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 watched some vlogs and and you know done some of that stuff. Um,
1: You've probably done more research than I have.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but see you've you've done some well, not some. You've done a lot of hiking out west given you hike the PCT. So that's like I feel like that's more more of an advantage than all the research in the world, honestly. Maybe not. I've never I've never just been out there before. So hiking in a desert, water carries, yeah. you know, being above tree line with thunderstorms and all that shit is a foreign concept to me really. So I don't know. Um I guess I'll just start off with a pretty general question. Uh sure how are you feeling going into the CDT? When, when are you, what's your start date or roughly, if you don't want to say the exact date, that's cool. But like, so, um,
1: um, well, mid April, sometime I, I have even picked a start okay, date. Okay. It's like when I get there, I get there kind of thing. I'm flying out like April 12th, I think. And then I'll probably start a few days after that. I, I really don't know. Mm-hmm. But mid April, somewhere around there. I don't okay. want to leave too early because I'm not trying to snowshoe through all of Colorado. So. so
0: that's one thing I remember hearing about a little bit. It's like, you kind of got to time your – if you're going northbound, at least, you got to – I mean, you, you always have to time your start day with anything, like, But like um, as far as yeah the snow in Colorado goes, it's like if you start too early, you'll – I this is my understanding of it anyways. Uh-huh. You'll be okay through New Mexico or most of New Mexico, but then once you get like 700 or whatever it is miles in, if you start too early – you could like once you get into colorado or whatever you could hit some snow is that kind of like the is that kind of the way it goes i feel like that's what i've heard
1: it's yeah and it's very similar to the pct the, the little research i have done on the cdt is mainly just catching that weather window looking at water situations cuz I mean that's the my main, was my main concern so most people if you're going north down which i am um, start mid to late april usually and then once you get towards the tail end of New Mexico, like Grants is where, Grants New Mexico is where most hikers send up their snow gear for the San Juans. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting your micro spikes and your ice axe up there and then any extra layering systems you want, warmer sleeping bag, whatever it is. And then you're pushing through the San Juans. A lot of it will be in snow. You know, it just varies year to year. Um, same with the Sierras in California. Um, so, you know, that's the, the little research I have done was basically basically just, you know, looking at that weather window and what the snow is doing in Colorado.
0: Why? Why northbound? Because I, I feel like I, I I feel like I hear a decent amount of people going sobo on the CDT, probably for that exact reason. Maybe there's other there's probably other reasons too. I don't know. But um, I think
1: most I think I wouldn't say most, but I think a lot of people that have triple crowned a lot of them do the CDT. They might do the AT and PCT northbound, but a lot of them do the CDT. Yeah, southbound. that's what I've that's what um, I've noticed too. I've just done northbound the last two hikes and I, there's something about hiking north. I don't know what is in my head. I just, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I like finishing up north near Canada is just more epic in my mind than finishing in the desert. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's where my, my mindset is. I just finishing up north, you know, and the snow might hit you. I just love that whole vibe of north in the the late fall. So, yeah. And I lived in Montana for four years. So I've spent a lot of time up there in the Bob Marshall, Larson Glacier National Park and. I'm stoked to get up there. I know what the weather does up there. Winter comes early, so you know, just if I get snowed on, I get snowed on. It's no different than what happened on the PCT. So I'll yeah, I gonna for gonna say, it at
0: least. <laughs> yeah. If if anybody hasn't listened to our our last episode, I don't even remember what freaking number it is. Um, it was like over a year ago. I I feel like I'm, I'm googling it oh. right now. Um, but it is. Oh, here. Actually, I got it here. Um, it is episode number 53. So wow. That's a yeah, it's an old one. Christ. I've done. Wow. I've done a lot of those, a lot of these episodes since then. But, um, anyways, if anybody hasn't heard that episode number 53, you should go back and listen to it. Uh, because if you're not familiar with what happened to IBT at the end of the PCT, it's pretty gnarly. Um, number 22 is our first episode wow that's crazy you're like one of my earlier guests too <laughs> sorry yeah. i'm not trying to go down this rabbit hole of freaking no it's all good trail tale stuff but anyways because um, this is number 108 i think or 107 something like that i'm really on my a game today folks um also there's a helicopter right above my house right now i'm gonna wait for this to pass
1: the feds man they're coming for you did you pay your taxes oh god no
0: not yet i thought they extended <laughs> it <laughs> no um the fact that you i actually forgot about this but i remember you mentioning it now um the fact that you lived up in montana i feel like that's going to be a huge uh, it, it must be a huge advantage for the cdt right at least from my perspective because
1: i mean i don't know about that i, I don't really have much hiking experience other than day hiking in montana when i lived up there i was a, a pack guide up in the bob marshall wilderness so i the, the time i did spend on the cdt up there was on horseback so I mean, yeah, I guess there's some advantage there, but I, I didn't do any much like backpacking being on a horse. Yeah, but just
0: being you – know, and, and honestly, the reason I say that is because from my perspective, it's just like a whole environment I'm not comfortable and I'm not familiar with. Actually, I have been sure. to Montana, but I was just there for a couple of days, so it really wasn't much. So even if you haven't done any backpacking there, I don't know. You don't think just – being like comfortable and familiar with like the environment there, the animals there, yeah. just like the whole vibe there. Like you don't think, especially in the Bob Marshall too, where it's like super fucking like gnarly. Right. Um, you yeah. don't think that would give you like any advantage at all over someone like me who's just been stuck in <laughs> Vermont my whole well, life. <laughs>
1: okay. I guess, that, you know, talking about the animal situation, having been up there for four years, I did have grizzly encounters, like nothing, like I didn't get charged or anything like that. But you know, spending time now in California and on the East coast dealing with black bears, That black bears are one thing, but grizzlies are something that you just don't fuck with. And I had enough, I had a couple encounters up there to where you just need to be smart about it. And, you know, I'm notorious for using my food bag as a pillow, but out in Montana, (laughs) there's no way in hell I would do that. You know, it's just cooking before you get to camp and hanging your food properly. Just don't be stupid about it because grizzlies don't give a shit. They will, Mm. they will fuck you up, you know?
0: I mean, that's Um, like, that's like, I'm not going to lie. That's one of the things that I'm like the most nervous about. Cause I did a little bit of just day hiking there just for a couple days up in Glacier. And like, I was fucking, I was nervous as hell about it. Like the whole time, basically I had bear spray you know. I was being safe. I I took precautions, but like, it was still, it was still nerve wracking. So one
1: thing I did when I was working as as a guide, what we used to do is take, we were the assholes that had Bluetooth speakers on trail. I know a (laughs) lot of people, Hey, hikers doing that. But for a, a, a precautionary thing, I would put a Bluetooth speaker on the back of my saddle on my horse and blare that shit, and if grizzlies hear you coming, generally they'll get the hell out of the way. It's The people that get attacked, more times than not, are coming up and startling a mother bear that's protecting your cubs, and if you startle a grizzly, yeah, they're going to protect themselves, but if they hear you coming, generally they get the hell out of your way. Yeah. So, you know, if you're going walking down the trail, if you don't want to play music, and just sing to yourself. I used to whistle and sing and and do just make noise as you're going down the trail. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah. yeah, that's dude. You should have. Oh man, you should have heard me. I was in Glacier. Um, the I was there for like five days, maybe. Didn't backpack, just day hikes. Um, but mm-hmm. like the very first like hike that we did, like as soon as we left the parking lot, I forget what it was. Um, one of the like more popular like touristy, hikes. One,
1: avalanche lake or something like that. yeah uh, you know it was one.
0: something. It was a pass. It was p- something with a P that I can't pronounce. Something pass. It's like goes up to a uh, tunnel. I don't. I don't remember. It wasn't that. It wasn't that like difficult of a hike. But I just remember there's a decent amount of people on that trail too. Like one of the more popular like day hikes there. And I was yeah. still just like, as soon as we started, I was just like, hey bear, hey bear hey, Bear, look yep. back to my friend, like, what's up? Like, every fucking five seconds, I must have been so obnoxious. Like, I'm passing people no. that weren't even carrying bears for like, they didn't give a shit, and I was just, like, wow. being that guy, but we didn't get attacked, so that was good.
1: Yeah, better than having your face ripped off.
0: Yeah, I think I'm um, being in, like, the, honestly, the, I, I shouldn't even think this, it's just, it's all in my head, probably, but the Bob Marshall wilderness, that like intimidates me a little bit. Being like in prime grizzly country without like the safety and security of being in a national park where there's more people and more resources and stuff, that kinda that kinda scares me a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm gonna admit it right here. I don't care. I mean, yeah,
1: it's that's normal. And I had the same mentality going in the desert in California. I had never hiked through that kind of shit before. Um, I'm just unknown territory and you do it once and you learn as you go. And and by the time you're finished with it, you're, you're a damn near expert. So, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I guess up in the Bob, at least my experience being going up there with pack animals and stuff, I have had situations where, so I'll tell you a story. I was my, one of my first trips I did, I was the greenhorn, and they gave as a joke. My, my coworkers obviously wanted to fuck with me. So they put (laughs) me on the shittiest horse they could find that would not keep up to the mule pack. So I'm kicking this damn horse. Like every five seconds, and it would slow down, and then it would go into a full gallop, and they're just laughing their ass off at me. Well, one time, this my, trip, my horse was tailing behind the mule pack, and I kicked this damn horse as hard as I could, and it went into a full gallop and ran into the rear mule. We had like 12 mules, a string of 12 mules. My horse ran into the rear mule, and this mule reared back and opened my shin up, like real deep, and I'm like gushing blood and shit. And my boss is just laughing his ass off. He's like, throw some whiskey <laughs> on it, pussy, and keep riding. But you know, at that time, being a greenhorn, I'm out here in the middle of fucking nowhere. There ain't no, you know, buddy coming to save me. It's like you got to know some, you know, survival first aid. I don't know what the fuck you want to call, it, but you got to at least take care, be able to take care of yourself out there, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. It's intimidating. You'll be
1: all right. Get out there. No, that's oh right. no, that's I'm, not, I'm
0: not. I'm not gonna let it stop me. But it's definitely intimidating a little bit, you know. Yeah. I, I think, um, I think the other thing, and people who listen to the show a lot are gonna be like, Kyle, we already know this shit, but. The other thing, the the Grizzly... Hiking like, what, 700, however many hundred miles it is through Grizzly Country. That's the first thing about the CDT that makes me nervous. The second thing is um, lightning in Colorado being way above treeline. Right. Um, and there's other things too, like the sun and shit like that. But those, those are lower on the list. I think Grizzlies and lightning i guess too very instinctive like obviously like, everyone's fucking afraid of that shit but i don't know lightning that's another thing um have you thought about that like lightning going through colorado at all
1: or, uh, or is it just re- me <laughs> not, not really i mean yeah being above tree line when the storm is rolling over your head yeah i can be sketchy as hell i guess I, I really don't know it's just if you can time out your day that day and you know the rains most more times than not there's gonna be an afternoon thunderstorm through colorado just try to time out your day to where you're you're not going up an elevation, right, you know, right in the afternoon. But that's not always easy to do when you're on a thru hike, you know. But it is what it is. Just deal with it and move on.
0: I know that's like I literally ask every person on this show that's ever hiked in Colorado that same fucking. Call. I'm like, what would you do with the lightning? And like, they're always just like, eh, just
2: try to. I mean, time I, <laughs> I've never been to
1: Colorado, so it's all gonna be new for me. You know. Yeah, take it as it comes, kind of a thing. Same thing. I had never been to or- California, Oregon or Washington before. You just take it as it comes and you learn as you go.
0: That's pretty cool. Actually. I've never been to any of those States either. And I've always kind of romanticized the idea of like crossing into a new state for the first time on through hike, like in my head a little bit. Cause I, I really, I like geography. I like the concept of like borders and these weird geography nerd things. And so sure. like the idea of like crossing into a state for the first time on foot, having walked there from wherever is a, uh, is kind of
1: cool to me. Um, that's what's so great about thru-hiking. It's one of the best parts. You're just constantly on the move and you're seeing new places every single day. It's one of the, the greatest parts of thru-hiking for me. I, oh, yeah. I absolutely love it. just pushing north and seeing new shit every day. It's awesome. Are you
0: Are you looking forward to the fact that the CDT has a few more state crossings compared to the <laughs> yeah. uh, pct because i like, got uh, you like the shit. at first obviously it's like you're fucking crossing states like every five seconds but then the C D or right. the uh, PCT rather you just get a couple so i don't know the see C- i guess the CDT is what like five four or five something yeah, like that so you're
1: uh new mexico colorado wyoming idaho and montana yeah. you kind of skirt the border of idaho and montana all the way to the border but yeah you'll have to be more states than the pct i mean California. You're in California on the PCT for like seventeen hundred miles, and yes, California. As you're hiking through it, it feels like three separate states between the desert, you know, the Sierras and the northern California. But even even so, I mean, like especially coming from the AT, like you said, you're crossing over states pretty frequently, and then being in California for what seems like an eternity, it does fuck with your head. I would I would <laughs> say it's like the equivalent of the Virginia Blues on the AT, where and you're in Virginia most of the time on the AT. In California, like you're just like, damn dude, let me move on to a different state.
0: <laughs> I wonder like when you Sorry, sorry. Uh, I was just gonna say I wonder if um AT or PCT hikers who do or people who do the PCT first and then go do the AT, I wonder if they almost have like a like a, not an actual advantage, but just like a slight like mental advantage, just like being used to via the first through hike, uh crossing less state borders versus people who hike uh-huh. the A T first and then go do the P C T, they're like fuck. Like I'm stuck in California for how many
1: goddamn miles? I don't I've know. heard it both ways. Like for for me personally, going from the AT to the PCT, I was blown away at like the views you get on the PCT and the desert is just wide open. Whereas on the AT, you're hiking like eight miles uphill just to see one view. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're, you're working for those views. It's just a different vibe. And I've heard hikers that do the PCT first and come over to the AT. They're like that kind of fucks with their head where they're they're so used to seeing these epic views, but on the AT you just don't get those every day.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: just a different experience. You know, I like hiking in the woods just as much as I do hiking these epic ridge lines. It's just all awesome to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Um. What are you most, I'm trying to phrase this. I'm going to sound like an idiot no matter what I say, honestly. So I'm just going to blurt some shit out. But what are you most like, I'll say like nervous or not looking forward to or just negative <laughs> with uh in terms of the CDT coming up? Like anything you're not looking forward to?
1: Uh, not really, to be honest with you. I'm just stoked to get hiking. My, I guess the main concern starting off as I was kind of doing some research was the, the water situation in New mm-hmm. Mexico. Cause I had a couple scares on the PCT in the desert uh, in California. I had uh, heat exhaustion once and then one time I kind of caught myself. I saw the signs coming on and that was pretty scary. So, um, if you're not familiar, the continental divide, the CDTC, the organization that typically caches water for, cdt hikers um the first stretch and the cdt is dry so there's bare boxes out there they usually stash water for hikers well they weren't even doing it this year because of the whole covid thing so that was my main concern Wait, they're, I was looking they're forward not to hiking.
0: stashing water because of covid
1: yeah it's mm. like the, the whole political bullshit i don't know they the, hikers are going to be out there anyway so they're like oh we're not stashing water for you because so they don't want you out on the trail kind of a thing which uh, that's what okay. i think their mindset was i see. trying to prevent people from getting out on trail so that was my main concern, but as long as I have water, that that's you gotta stay alive. So I could hike, I hiked 26 miles on a tuna packet before. I don't like ever give a shit about the food, but <laughs> you gotta you have. Know, you need water to live, you know. So after that heat exhaustion thing on the PCT, um, I was worried about the water. But there's a couple of local boys down there in uh, Lordsburg, New Mexico, who are gonna stash water for us this year, just for donations. So oh, that's nice. taken care of. Nice. Yeah, but you know, as far as not looking forward to anything, I'm just I'm just ready to see it all, man. I'll be able to knock off a few more states that I've never seen before, and uh, I- I'm stoked to get out there again for oh, sure. Oh, I'm
0: sure you are. I'm sure you are. Uh, dude, you're going to be getting your triple crown. That's fucking awesome. Uh, in a very short time period too, so that's 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 wicked impressive. Because, um, like, I mean, we hiked the AT the same year, and then right. you're about to finish your shit, and I'm going to be – you're going to finish it before I even start my next long distance through. Like, I'm roughly thinking next year for the PCT, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. No commitments. Yeah, I
1: mean, the whole, originally I had planned on doing back to back to back years and then the whole COVID thing took, took place. And so I, and it was, it was good actually for my body. My mind to take a year off, even though now I'm getting antsy as fuck now. But I think after, especially how the PCT ended, I was, I was ready for a break mm-hmm. and you know, it's now I'm, it's rejuvenated my whole mindset to get out there and hike again. Whereas if I did it, the very next year after the PCT, I might have been, like, worn yeah. down. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know, you know?
0: No, that makes a lot of sense, yeah. And, like, you definitely have to give your body a break. Uh, I felt okay after the AT. I wasn't, like, completely destroyed, but I definitely feel like it took a pretty big toll on my body, Um, especially more long-term, maybe. And so I can't imagine doing another long one the next year. I mean, you did it. Like, people do it, but... Doesn't mean right. it's doesn't mean it's fucking easy. It's not at all. So yeah, it's probably yeah, it's I'd, probably best that you gave at least one year of <laughs> of rest between uh, the second and the third. Eh.
1: Well, I think one year was a little too much. I think I would have been good for like you know maybe six months and it would have been perfect. But yeah, one year towards the, the, the let's say the last couple of months, I just been like I'll be sitting in a chair and my leg will start twitching. Like I need to get fucking walking. <laughs> and I, you know I work here on the Appalachian Trail and I'll, the first outfitter you come to northbound. And uh, the, the bubbles coming through right now and seeing all these triggers come through is just making it worse for me. It's like, God damn. You're I'm going to
0: be out there real soon. That's crazy. Yeah. What's it? Uh, So I, I, I fucked up the Instagram poll and, and stuff because of the, the fact that we had to reschedule and stuff. But, uh, I remember vaguely, there was a number of questions about what it's like to work at mountain crossing. So I, we'll talk about the CDT more, but I'm just, I'm honestly curious about that too. Um, mountain crossings how long have you been working there exactly well, i got here
1: see 2020 i got here at the end of february in 2020 so, oh, shit. I, so you've I, been there I, a while now eh? i've been there over a year now just over a year yeah nice nice yeah, um, it, it, it's pretty awesome i mean um so i i came to work here because well for one i was sick of being a line cook i was a line cook for like 10 years i got sick of doing that and i wanted to be around the trail so working at this outfitter i, I came here to help out hikers you know doing shakedowns and you know It'd give me advice on hiking the AT and stuff so when i got here I was, I was bracing for the april bubble to come through and then covid hit and then it was like somebody flipped the light switch on the hikers nobody was coming through mm-hmm. so that was a long fucking year to wait and now finally the hikers are coming through again but um yeah it, it, it's it's saved me mentally i'm up here in the woods literally my front porch is the appalachian trail so having taken a year off at least i was around the trail and kept some sanity whereas if i was in the in a town, all all of 2020, I would have went batshit crazy, you know, with that in a couple months.
0: Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, are you doing like what are you like what are you doing there? Like as far so, as man, the job
1: during the week, during the like summer months, like one of the most popular day hikes. I'm at the base of Blood Mountain. That's yeah, one of the most popular day hikes on the AT, and the AT literally goes right over it. So it's mainly just day, hik- or, uh, day hikers and tourists coming up, which is a pain in the ass. Cause I hate all those fucking people. They're all annoying <laughs> as shit. Um, hey, do you sell that shirt that says I hike the width of the AT? Yeah, fuck off with that shit. I'm tired of seeing it. Um, but now that, you know, three hikers are coming through, that's my jam. And I, I, I see the look in their eyes, the same look I had like three years ago before I did the AT. They're all fresh. They're all green. They're all new. And it's like they're stoked and and for me to be able to give advice on, on like the real deal shit, not the stuff you read bullshit on the internet, like real deal. Are you like doing like, you you like shakedowns and shit? Shakedowns. Nice. Yeah. Selling gear, all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I get excited about that stuff. That's pretty dope.
0: Yeah. I remember somebody asked, uh, about like, somebody asked if you could just share any like ridiculous, like shakedown, like while you're giving somebody a shakedown at mountain crossing story. And, and it's like, I I'm not trying to just like shit on like beginner hikers because like obviously like people like you we don't know what you're doing. Ones. It's like yeah. exactly. So I'm I'm not asking this from like oh like stupid people perspective. I'm but we could still we could still appreciate like beginners like making dumb mistakes or having weird ass gear or anything. So do you have any stories like that from from giving people shakedowns or just being at like a part, a part of the trail that's, like, so close to the start um, with so many the,
1: the people going. Yeah, the biggest thing I see of, of hikers coming here is they're carrying way too much food and uh, way too much water. The AT, there's water flowing everywhere. You're never more than, like, four to five miles away from water. I people come here carrying, like, three or four liters of water. I'm like, that's, like, 12 pounds on your back that you're carrying that you don't need to be carrying. It's Like, water weighs a shit ton, so it's usually too much water. And then the food, they, they think in their heads, I think, and this is what I thought before I threw, like, like oh, I'm going to start through like, and I'm going to be eating, like, 6,000 calories a day. Well, that, you know, that shit doesn't happen for, like, three weeks yeah. until you get on trail. So they're carrying way too much food, and they're never hungry because they got, you know, nerves, or their anxiety's going through the roof, so they're just not hungry. Uh, it's, it's more so the food and the water thing, but you, you do see a lot of the ridiculous gear. Um, people carrying bear cans out here. It's like, you don't need a fucking bear can. I hate carrying that shit to the Sierras. <laughs> Why the hell would you carry one if you don't need one on the EP? Yeah. Um, I had this dude in 2020 when I first got here. This this kid came in and he was carrying a full-on crossbow. No bullshit. He had a crossbow <laughs> and like three arrows. And I'm like, dude, what are you carrying that crossbow for? He's like, for protection. I said, well, protection from what? It's the asshole. <laughs> the other people out there that need protection from your dumb ass carrying a fucking crossbow. And I sat with this kid for like 30 minutes trying to convince him to send a home. He finally did, but. like, dude, you're that creepy asshole you see at a shelter, like, waving a fucking crossbow or a cutlass around. Like, we don't want your ass out there carrying that shit, so. (laughs) That's Um,
0: fucking, that's exactly what I think people were looking for when they asked that question.
1: I mean, the AT brings a lot more weirdos, I would say, than most of these other trails, at least with the PCT, You don't see as many of these weird-ass people out there. You still see weirdos, but the at seems to draw the weirdest ones of all you know <laughs>
0: interesting we'll see we'll see if you hold to that after you do the cdt
1: although i have a feeling yeah, right? you're probably
0: i can't imagine there's more like weirdos on the cdt given there's just less people i mean they're but...
1: out there you, you just don't see them all i guess on the p on the pct you see them all, all you know the at is so congested with hikers in early spring that you see them all you know
0: yeah that's true that's true it must be kind of overwhelming too with like that many people Uh, rushing through mountain crossings. Although I guess maybe because of last year, it it might be kind of refreshing this year to see more people finally coming through. What do you think?
1: I was kind of curious what was going to happen this year because, you know, typically the bubble by late March, early April is the big bubble on the AT. And I was kind of thinking in my head, well, all the folks that had planned on their 2020 hike that had to get off trail due to COVID, are they all going to be hiking on top of the normal people that were going to hike in 2021? Is it going to be just a shit show? And I would say it's been a normal year so far. Uh, I've noticed over, over the last couple of years that hikers seem to be starting earlier and earlier. I think they're just trying to avoid that huge bubble in April. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had some crazy fuckers come through January 1st to start this oh, year. Oh, geez. And it's like, you know, a lot of folks that started late February, the Smokies got drilled not too long ago with snow, and they were like post through the Smokies. So, yeah, fuck all that noise. I, that's why I left in April. I'll deal with the crowds and not the, <laughs> deal with the, the cold-ass weather.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't blame you. I'm the same way, honestly. Uh of yeah. course I left fucking really late but if I could have left earlier I probably would have um let's see uh <laughs> that's that's crazy working at Mountain Crossings I'm like part of me thinks uh, like part of me is a little bit jealous but part of me also would probably just I don't know I don't know um do you get recognized I from I mean, from videos a lot there working there
1: Yeah quite I'd say daily now um most people have yeah you know, these all these hikers YouTube has become such a thing for these hikers becoming whatever fucking celebrities. I don't know what you want to call it, but um, they do when they do research for their hike, that's what they, they watch us on YouTube that I've done it previous years. So uh, I'll like, oh, be terrible. Blah, can you say your catchphrase? It gets kind of annoying after oh, a while, but I get it. It. <laughs> because I weird. was the same way when I was researching my through hike at the AT, I, I, I watched bloggers and I, I looked at them the same way that some people look at me now. It's like, it's like whatever.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. I've only been recognized like a handful of times, but obviously I don't fucking live and work on the AT. That's pretty funny. They make you say your catchphrase. I could see how that could get a little
1: bit yeah, old. Yeah, I gets kind of old, but you know, I do it. It's cool. They, it's like they find... you can't blame the them cool... at the end of the day. No, you, know? you can't. And I do like hearing, you know, I've had uh, a, a, probably a dozen people come through the shop this spring that said to me, I'm the reason I gave them the inspiration to get out and hike this year. So, I mean, that's fucking awesome. That's why – big reason why i do youtube is to get more people out on the trail because you know saved my fucking ass when i was drinking every damn day um so so being able to inspire people to get on and hike and and quit the nine to five is, is awesome
0: yeah that is really awesome man um is uh they're gonna they're probably gonna be missing you then once you finally take off for the cdt because like I mean, mid April, that's like, like you just said, that's prime through hiker season. That's when all the through hikers are coming through.
1: Oh, I think I'll see most of them. You know, the big bubble comes through. Our first week of April is usually a big one. I'm flying out April 12th. So I think I, I catch most of, most of them by the time I leave. There's always those late stragglers, late late mm-hmm. April, early May. But I think I've seen most of them by then. Oh, well. um,
0: Let's see. CDT talk. Um, So I kind of asked you what you were more or what your. I guess what did I say most nervous or not looking forward to, um, right. which sounds like there's not much, which is which is dope. And honestly, I'm not surprised uh, having having gotten to know you a little bit here. Uh, how about what you're most excited for, or is it just or is it just excited to leave? But are there any specific things? I guess is kind of what I'm what I'm getting. Yeah, at here.
1: so yeah, the, the, seeing the new states I haven't seen before. Um, new Mexico, I've never been in New Mexico before. And it just looks dope as fuck. I I, I just like, I wouldn't say I'm a desert dweller, but hiking through the desert in California, I actually dug that whole that whole stretch. Um, even though it's hot as fuck, I'm just looking forward to those desert skies again. So that's a big one. And then obviously the the Colorado, that, that sort of elevation for that amount of time being up there. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Some of those views up there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then just getting back to Montana where I, I was like, you know, five, six years ago, uh, just getting back to the Montana again. It's going to be awesome. Have you,
0: have you been back to Montana since you like
1: moved out? I, I haven't. Nope. I haven't been back there. So it, it, it's going to be... Seeing, seeing some of those landmarks that I saw on horseback uh, like five, six years ago, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that again. Yeah, sure.
0: that's awesome. That's awesome. I feel like, I don't know how nostalgic of a person you are, but uh, for me anyways, I'm I'm pretty nostalgic about shit. So that would be really cool for me to be able to experience a place that I used to live through the context of a hike after being gone for a while. That's, that sounds really cool, honestly.
1: Yeah, and, and more so for me, these long hikes, not having done two now, it's like, the thing I look more forward to is just being out there. That's like the greatest thing of all time. Is just as soon as I, I remember when I'm hitting that Southern Terminus, when I still put on that Southern Terminus on the PCT, it's like I just gave out this huge sigh. And it was just like a, a sense of relief knowing that for the next six months, I don't have a single fucking person telling me what to do. I wake up when I want. I go to bed when I want. I hike as many miles as I want. This is all on me for six months. Mm-hmm. And that's the greatest part of thru hiking. It's the freedom of being out there for an extended period of time that I love the most about these long trails. So.
0: That's awesome. Um is there anything that you can think of that you're going to be doing differently on the CDT versus the PCT? Obviously they're different trails, so some things are going to be different, but I don't know if there's just anything you learned uh you know during your time hiking through the desert or just hiking west coast style uh, Get, that you Getting
1: to Canada? Getting to Canada before it snows on my Oh, the air, so. <laughs> okay, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> that, that would that would be nice. Yeah, that last stretch on the PCT, I don't want to relay that again. And then in the desert sections, drink more water. I made the mistake of, you know, getting heat exhaustion and not drinking enough water through those open, exposed stretches in the desert. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to force myself to drink more water this this year, and uh, hopefully that that whole heat exhaustion thing doesn't happen. Mm-hmm.
0: So are you gonna but, try to like I don't know, hike at a little bit faster of a pace this time?
1: I wouldn't say faster. I mean you got your body's gonna crap out on you and I got a I got a fragile ankle, you know, that gave me shit on the PCT when I was trying to push those bigger miles. So oh, really? I'm not I'm not gonna stress about it. If I get to Canada late, I get there late. It's like whatever, but I, I took probably a few too many zeros living it up in town uh, in twenty nineteen that I could probably, you know, go for a Nero or just one zero and uh-huh. not like become the mayor of a certain town for <laughs> having been there so long. That way, even if my ankle craps out, I'm a little ahead of the game, but we'll, we'll see, you know, just take it as it comes.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, that's all you can do, really. I remember uh, in the CDT, like, announcement video that you made, you mm-hmm. you said you didn't want to talk, like, too much about gear. You got a bunch of questions about gear or whatever, but, like, you got to know. Like, people, p- people are going to ask about it, and honestly, I'm kind of curious about it, too, as someone who aspires to do this trail someday. So yeah. have you made any... Like major gear changes or anything worth uh, worth talking about there?
1: Not really. It's 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 mainly the same setup, just I had to rebuy stuff that crapped out the last two years. Um, you know, I, I found that after I switched to a quilt, I you know, I started the the quilt, but before that when I started backpacking, going from my mummy bag to a quilt, I'll never go back to another seating bag. So I just upgraded my quilt to a, a new one this year. Uh, my stove cooking setup's all the same. Um my the only thing that might be different is my tent setup this year. Um on the AT I carried the duplex for up till Duncan and PA I think and it crapped out on me. And then the PCT I carried the HMG Durago two. Um I love both tents and but they're both great for certain different uh weather scenarios I found. Um so I think I'm gonna do like a two tent system this year on the C D T and I'm gonna start with the duplex. And then once I get like, if I hit snow, and then maybe shift the Durgo up because that thing did a little better in winds and and snow. Um, so we'll kind of play that by year. But mm. I would say the most part, it's it's all basically the same gear I've been carrying the last two years, just upgraded stuff, you know.
0: Interesting, interesting. Um, are you? Is it the same exact duplex, or do you do you have a new one since then?
1: No, I had to buy a new one because I, I mean, like I said, my my duplex I carried on the AT cracked out around Virginia. Oh, okay, um, okay. I was gonna say and, like, uh, that's a lot of miles for just
0: one like no, no, free- no or uh, no.
1: one trekking pole tent. I bought I bought a new one. I will say what I love most about that duplex is just the roominess in it. It's like a two bedroom apartment, and the Durgo is uh, a little more cramped, but it's more durable. I would say I wish they could combine the two temps. I, I mean I'm I'm like the least weight conscious motherfucker you'll ever meet on the trail. It's not like I'm carrying like 50 pounds, but I carry eight pounds of camera gear, you know. So it's not eight like I'm, pounds? I'm too. Yeah, I'm not too concerned about base weight, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but because I carry all that camera gear, I have to be somewhat conscious of the weight I'm carrying. So the do du- the, the, the duplex being a little bit lighter, that kind of stuff does factor in, but you know, I don't give a shit. If, if I can carry it, I'm gonna carry it. It's like if I should do less miles, so be it. Mm-hmm. Um your your body gets more in shape, at least mine does and I don't mind carrying the weight over time. Just those first like a couple hundred miles that your body's like Hey, asshole, you're carrying, you know, an iPad <laughs> on your back. What the fuck are you doing?
0: Okay, so eight pounds worth of camera gear. I kind of want to talk about this a little bit because uh, I'm trying to think on my Northville Placid trail hike, which was obviously not the same as the PC here, the AT, but that's the longest hike I've done, like, with my camera setup. Um, mm mm-hmm. And so I was like really trying to save weight there. I think I probably carried three pounds, including all the batteries, the camera, the lens. You know, I had a I had a Canon EOS R, so big full frame camera. Yeah. Um It wasn't sure. like I just had a little point and shoot or whatever. So I think three pounds total. I I not I think I had a trip. I had a little tripod too. Um, yeah. But so eight pounds. That's a, That seems like a lot to me. What uh What do you carry as far as your your camera gear setup? So, I'm, I'm a camera I'm nerd, so I love to I love to hear about this stuff.
1: <laughs> I'm a camera nerd too, and I've become one over the past year. And it's a, it's a it's a sickening habit to get into, especially if you're it's a long-distance It is. an
0: expensive habit, that's for sure. Yeah,
1: but but I've been torn on what I'm actually going to carry. If I was to carry all the gear that I want to carry, it comes in around eight pounds. So my main setup I used on the PCT was uh, I use a Sony A7III with a 16 to 35 millimeter wide-angle zoom lens. That setup alone, just with that body and that lens, weighs about three pounds. Um, but then you start looking at other lenses and I found myself on the PCT. Yes, I got enough photos with that wide angle and you get creative with that thing, but I found myself wanting to zoom out on some of this stuff, especially those wide open views. You want to be able to zoom in on shit every once in a while. Mm -hmm. So I I bought a 70 to 200, um, which I really want to carry. And then I also bought a drone and (laughs) then I went down that rabbit hole of astrophotography and bought a, a lens dedicated just for Milky Way. Um, so with all those, the, those lenses and that drone, it weighs about eight pounds with all the chargers and, and batteries and shit. Um, so I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to start with all this stuff and see how it goes. I might ship stuff home and ship other lenses I had for different stretches. We'll kind of play it by ear, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's a, it's a lot of fucking weight, but my, my passion has become photog- landscape photography over the last year. And I'm willing to carry that shit. It's my luxury item. So yeah. if it makes me happy and it makes my experience more enjoyable, then I'm willing to carry that shit, you know?
0: Oh, I feel that for sure. I just think, wait, did I hear you re- correct Are there? Two or three lenses for the camera.
1: Uh, so the the one camera that lives on my lens 90% of the day is the 16-35 to wide-angle zoom. And then I have a 70-200 to and then a uh, 20-millimeter 1.8 for astrophotography. So three lenses.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Damn, dude, Plus the that's drone. crazy
0: yeah that's i'm not, not i'm not knocking it but that's just that's just crazy. Why Are you knocking
1: it all out people people think i'm fucking nuts which is which is fine <laughs> you know, i see some asshole carrying a crossbow and i'm like what the fuck are you doing yeah and he looks at true. me and says what the fuck are you doing carrying eight pounds of camera yeah. you're stupid
0: so that's true that's true at least you're at least you're getting something out of it though at least or your you're, other people are getting something out of it for that matter um it makes sense that's that's crazy and honestly you brought up a good point there that i think is something that anybody who is aspiring to do a thru-hike, because if you've already done one, you probably realize this already, but if you're aspiring to do a thru-hike, a long one that is, um, you should definitely be willing to be flexible with your gear. So I beat that there, said, like, you know, I'm going to start with this, but, like, I might send it home, depending on how I'm feeling, and I think that's a really good attitude to have. Like, you don't want to be, like, really stubborn with your gear. You don't, you don't want to start with gear and be like, this is what I have for the entire trail. Like, you should definitely uh, be flexible with just about exactly. everything, honestly.
1: Um, especially in, in terms learn, of It's a learning stuff curve. Home. It is it's it's a, definitely it's a, huge a learning, learning curve. curve. And especially if you haven't done any of these long trails before, you learn as you go. And you, you very rarely do you finish with the same damn gear you started with. It's just everybody's going to send shit home. You just learn as you go. You know, It's not that when I give these shakedowns and these hikers coming through mountain crossings that I'm a fucking expert. I'm not. What works for me may not work for you and vice versa. So... I tell these hikers, carry it till you don't want to carry it anymore. If you think you need something you haven't been carrying, then pick it up as you go. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking marathon. You're out there for six damn months. So it's like, you know, you have plenty of time to learn this shit. Don't stress about gear. It's it, that's secondary to me, in my opinion, uh, it's about going out there enjoying yourself. So if you want to if you need a pillow to sleep then carry a damn pillow, if you realize you don't need it, then send it home. It's just, it's a, it's a long time you're out there your, your, your gear is going to change up you
0: know? yeah definitely definitely and i i definitely saw some people being a little bit stubborn about it i mean it's like we're all a little bit stubborn when it comes to gear at the end of the day but um it's like especially if for your first through hike i feel like you should just go into it knowing that you don't know that much unless you're like a really experienced backpacker already maybe you do but if you're like not very experienced like just go into it knowing like hey, I'm just going to make my best guesses before I start as far as what I need, and then I'll just adjust as I go because that's that's all you can do. It's all you can do, yeah. exactly, especially on the AT. It's really easy, too, just with the access the, you know, at the beginning. Oh, damn. All the towns the, the, of the, the
1: AT is so damn hiker-friendly. It's, it's insane. You, you know, you're, you're, never in, you're, you're away from town like every three to four days, maybe five days if you're going slow. You're in town a lot. I mean, you have the opportunity to go into town a lot, I should say. Um, so, yeah, don't stress about the gear. There's plenty of outfitters along this trail that you can pick things up. The, you know, PCT is a little bit different, longer stretches. I'm sure the CDT is the same, a little bit longer stretches, but you know, you, you learn as you go. And, and the AT is very, very hiker friendly in that regard. Mm-hmm.
0: So how about the vlog or I, I said the vlog or your, just your videos, your channel, um, mm-hmm. anything, anything differently you're going to be doing for the CDT that you didn't do on your other two hikes?
1: So uh, as far as the frequency, i um, my plan is to still do daily vlogs, the same as I've done the last two trails. Um, th- I think upping all this camera gear this year, I'm going to try to, to up, up the, the scale, I guess you should say. Um, as far as quality goes, I'm going to try to get more shots, different angled shots and different focal lengths and having, car- you know, carrying a drone, I'll be able to get some aerial shots where I'm legal to fly it. Um, I, I think I hope the whole, in my head anyway, the production value will go up, but. It's still going to be just the daily vlogs, me cussing at being the <laughs> heat and cussing at the rain and cussing at the snow. It's like, I don't hold anything back out there. What you see on my videos is me going through that shit in real time. Um, aside from the videos being delayed, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't, I don't hold back. I, I, I say what's on my mind. You might see me cry my eyes out. You might see me cuss, you know, all fucking day. It's just, I, I try to bring that real experience of what I'm going through, uh, to my videos.
2: Mm hmm.
0: Well, dude, I'm really looking forward to it. That's awesome. I mean, I feel like after two, two uh, you know, filming 2 through thru-hikes, you kind of have it uh, – you can – what am I saying here, Kyle? Um, I feel like you must have it down to a science, at least as much as you possibly can for something like this. I know it's still unpredictable, fucking thru-hike shit. Yeah, but... I'm no
1: filmmaker. Trust me. I'm ghetto as fuck operations out there. I still don't know what I'm doing really out there. I just learn as I go. I get, I've gotten better over the last couple of years, uh, but I'm still learning, you know. Um, but yeah, the whole like setting up shots and the, the basic filming during the day, I, I, I have like a system that helps me do it easier than it should be. Um, cause you know, these long trails they're hard enough as is, let alone filming yourself doing it. So I have sort of a system to make it easier on myself. Um, as I'm hiking, you know, 20, 30 miles a day.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The thing that gets me and we have probably talked about this in our other episodes cause this still blows my mind, but, uh, it's the editing at the end of the day. I, I've, I feel like I've gotten like kind of lazy when it comes to editing my videos and stuff lately. And I'm not even on a three hike, so I can't even imagine like just freaking like going to town, like editing at the end of a day of freaking busting my ass and hiking and filming all day. I don't know how you do yeah. that shit, man.
1: I, I'd say that's the most pain in the ass part about it. Um, the actual filming during the day, I actually enjoy doing it because I'm taking photos. And right. It's just, it, it slows me down and forces me to enjoy what my scenery a little bit more because I'm filming the stuff. But yeah, getting in your tent at night when you're completely fucking exhausted and your ass is chafing and your nutsack's bleeding and your toenails are falling off and it's like, oh, I just want to sleep and now I have to sit here and edit a video for an hour. That can be pretty taxing, especially later in the trail. Um, and then getting the town to upload all this shit is, is always a fucking nightmare when you see other hikers, you know, stuffing their face at a buffet and you got to sit in front of, you know, you're editing software for four hours to upload these videos. That's, that's the shitty part about it, but Mm -hmm. that's all worth it in the end, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's definitely worth it for the people that get to watch. That's for sure. Um, dude, I'm jealous. Honestly, I want to go for, I I don't know if I'm quite ready for the C. I I feel like the PCT is probably a good West coast start, but, uh, I'm definitely, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm jealous either way that you're going to be going out there. Uh, and I'll I'll get mine shortly. Don't worry. But uh, that's fucking sick, dude.
1: Uh, yeah, get out there, man. You you'll love it. The PCT is fucking awesome. Just don't go on a very high snow year. That kind of sucks. But <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's a it's a crapshoot on the PCT. You never know what you're gonna get as mm-hmm. far as the snow and the water levels and all that. But you'll love it. It's it's fucking awesome. I'll do that trail again in a heartbeat.
0: So one thing I want to ask you about since we're talking about the CDT and shit. I heard this. I'm pretty sure this is legit. I, th- I think I heard this from like some legit sources CDT, whatever.
2: T, C? Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. I heard that they recognize a through hike as any like footpath, continuous footsteps, um, I should say within the continental divide so it's a little bit different than the at where they say they actually want you to like hike the at itself for its entirety right. in order to count or in order for them to recognize it as a through hike a uh, covid stuff aside and i even that doesn't even matter I'm not even recognizing hikes this year but um have you have you heard about like the way the cdtc does things a little bit differently in terms of like okay you're you they're they're uh you know, pretty open about people taking alternates and it's just, it's just different than what I'm used to, honestly, on the East coast. Yeah. I know it's just different out West. So have you thought about that or heard about anything? So, about that? yeah,
1: from my understanding is this is the same thing. As long as you stay within the continental divide corridor, it's considered a through hike from my understanding. Um, the CDT I think is, everybody looks at it as a choose your own adventure trail. So yeah, there's a million alternates out there and you can take, you take whichever route you want. As long as you're within the continental divide corridor, and you go from Mexico to Canada or Canada to Mexico, you're considered a through hiker um, But, you know, all these, and even the PCT and the AT, the ATC and the PCTA, it's all voluntary. Like, you, it's it's honor system. So, you know, some asshole wants to send in the ATC, uh, yeah, I thru hike this year. They'll send you a fucking patch and a certificate. It's all an honor system. You'd be an asshole to do that, but... Uh, it's not like somebody's looking at your YouTube blog saying, "Okay, did this asshole <laughs> cross every you know white blaze?" No, they're not looking at that. But mm-hmm. um, I just think you know, I
0: just think it's interesting because a lot of people listening know. I hate I hate to call myself a purist, but I, you know, I, I'm trying to hike the whole trail. If I'm gonna do a long distance hike, I'm not trying to skip anything. Oh, yeah. And so, like, just this idea of like the trail organization recognizing. I'm not saying I disagree with it. It's just it's just different for me, like, recognizing a hike, even though you might not have actually done the entire official, quote, CDT. Yeah. Like, that's just different, and I'm trying to embrace it, honestly, because I, I know it's just different out there, and I'll go by whatever the trail organization right. says, but yeah. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Uh, I
1: was a, I was, a, I was a purist on the AT, too. I, I had to see every single white blaze, and I did. Um, I would get dropped off at a road crossing, um, and I'd backtrack my steps across the road, just so I didn't miss that. Oh man, I was I wasn't quite that like, bad. I, wasn't I quite was that bad. weird guy <laughs> on the AT. Now having when you get on the PCT, when you do, you'll you'll find yourself getting a little more lenient with that shit. I mean, I I bushwhacked a lot of the PCT all through the Sierras. I say I was on the trail maybe forty percent of the time. Um, you, the trail was buried under snow, so it's like, what the fuck? You, you don't see the trail, so you kind of just check gut hooks and you make sure you're going the right way, and eventually you'll you meet up with the trail again. Um, same with river crossings, there was plenty of times where I went half a mile upstream or downstream trying to find a log to cross. Yeah, I, I didn't cross where the PCT went, but did I give a shit? Hell no, it's, you know there was a lot less sketch doing it that way. so mm-hmm. I, I got a lot more lenient about that whole pierce thing on the PCT and I'm sure I will be even more so on the CDT. Safety comes first.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's I don't know. it's just it's different. It's just different out there than the at. I don't know.
1: yeah, just a different whole yeah, a whole different animal. Definitely.
0: Um, dude, we're kind of getting towards the end here. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time. I really appreciate you dealing with my shitty technical issues and stuff. Um, and coming on for a third episode. That's fucking awesome. i I really appreciate it, man. Um, is there anything else that we should talk about or anything else you want to mention before we kind of wrap this up?
1: Nah, dude, just if you're, if you're planning a, a through hike, you know, you listen to me talk about these gnarly stories or whatever, or, what you're scared about? Don't stress about that shit. Just go out there and do it. It's I was a, I was no expert before I started, you just learn as you go. Um, and yeah, just follow my ass on the CT this year. I'll be out there uh, mid-April. Videos probably start coming out around May or so, early May. And uh, you can watch my dumb ass on YouTube for six months uh, hiking from can- <laughs> or Mexico to Canada.
0: Everybody should go subscribe. If you're if you watch my channel, you're probably used to the swearing already, and so you should go subscribe to IVT. You're gonna kill it. Dude, don't hang up on me yet, but uh, I really appreciate you doing this, and I appreciate everybody listening, too. Um, That's going to be the end of this one before I fumble my words anymore. Take care, everybody. Thank you.